Hey everyone, I want to welcome you to our podcast today on restoring immunity. My name is Lauren Hubele and I'm a family health coach and I specialize in using gemotherapy to restore immunity. Hey y'all, I'm Megan Etheridge. I am a nurse by profession and a wife and a mom who uses gemotherapy to restore immunity in myself and my family. So today, Megan and I are here to share with you what we've learned to work on children and family members when they have colds and flus. We're rolling into the fall now and the seasons are changing and this is when the body takes an opportunity to clean. Fall is a time when we begin to see respiratory issues, upper and lower. And as we move later towards winter, we'll see more flu. But today we're gonna to talk about colds and, and respiratory viruses. And Megan works with a group of moms in her area. And I know they have lots of questions for us about symptoms their children may have or how to address that. So Megan, do you have any questions to get us started today? Yes. Um, first, I, Lauren, I would love for you to define the difference between acute and chronic, because I know those are two words we've kind of thrown around in the last podcast, just to make sure everyone's on the same page and following the same definition. Right. That's important, Megan. So acute is something that comes on suddenly, right? It comes on during the night or during the day when they're at, your child is at school. Um, and it um, usually takes its course very quickly. Chronic, on the other hand, is something that continues um, to reoccur. So if there is always sinus drainage or an ear infection every three weeks. These are chronic symptoms. They will flare acutely, but they're chronic and they'll probably need to be addressed with a deeper protocol. Right. Does that, does that, do you think that would satisfy your moms, Megan? Yes, I think it would. And I think it would help them to start to differentiate. Okay, this is classified as an acute illness, but this continues to recur. So uh, this is chronic and looking at that chronic issue a different way. Right, and I think it's important for moms to, to look at what's going on with their child. When you start saying, wow, it feels like my child is always sick, we're probably dealing with chronic issues, not one acute issue after another, correct? Yes, ma'am. And, and this- Which we will start to talk about later on yeah. in further episodes, definitely. Um, so Absolutely. Not hanging, but- Right, and, the, and this acute is really the, an opportunity for the body to clean. And there are certain air ways the body does that. Megan, can you talk us through some ways that mucus is cleaned out of the body that moms might see? Yeah, so typically your cold symptoms. So runny nose, you may see some goopiness in the eyes, um, a productive cough and they're coughing things up. Um, these are all routes in which the body is able to move things out of itself and clean from the inside out. Yeah, so, and that's just cleaning mom. So when we try to suppress that and we use over-the-counter medications or prescription medications to suppress that mucus coming out, it stays in the body and that creates inflammation, which is not what we want to be doing with our children or ourselves, right? So. Absolutely. That inflammation is certainly um, important to keep in mind. 
we think that just things coming out of the nose needs to be stopped. And that's not really the answer, is it, Megan? No, not like we spoke last week, talking about those um, signs of illness, decreased mood or mood and mental changes, decreased appetite, decreased energy. Those are the signs that we're really looking to measure how sick someone is or how well that they are. And we get so in, super focused on these symptoms of a runny nose or eyes or this, this cough or this productive cough. Um, and those are good things to know and to look at, but again, re refocusing ourselves back to those three areas of mood, appetite, and energy to really use as measurements for sickness or improvement. Yeah, exactly. Megan, that, that, that everything else is clearing and cleaning. And the last thing we want to do is stop it. But we all want to make our child feel better during that right. time. And we also want the clearing to be productive. So um, there's a, there are some products we have with Gemotherapy that are excellent in doing exactly that, supporting first the adrenal glands. And we have two that are very useful in supporting adrenal glands. And when your child is first getting sick, and the symptoms aren't really clear. Is this upper respiratory or lower respiratory? We have a protocol that we use. Megan, can you share that protocol of just supporting the adrenal glands? Yes, ma'am. Um, the two GEMO extracts that we use are blackcurrant and oak. And like Lauren said, those are both adrenal supports. Just when you look at your child and you're like, something's not right. Are you starting to get ill? Or you may see those mental changes or their appetite's kind of off or they're just kind of laying on the couch when they're usually running around. Um, pull out those two extracts and start dosing and you can dose every couple of hours and just observe that response. Um, the adrenals kind of direct the immune system and so when you help to support them then they start telling the immune system kind of its job and like hey we need troops here and we need you to support this area and a lot of times um, you can kind of stop whatever is starting to set in motion with the use of those just two GMOs and starting that protocol as quickly as you see something developing. Yeah, absolutely. And by jumping on with um, support early on, we can steer clear of something developing more serious many times. So let's just say though, I've done that and with my child and I've done it for 24 hours and now I see um, really a lot of mucus coming out of the nose and they're slowing down their appetite might be decreasing a little bit with their energy what what might um, we want to add to that when we've got already got some adrenal support maybe we back off on the oak but is there a combination we might use Megan that you found successful yes um, so common elder and um, dog rose I would say for that that nose and that sinus that's coming out. The common elder is just a great fluid regulator and um, helps the body to really drain all over, um, but is especially pinpoints the ear, nose, and throat area um, for that nose that's draining. And then dog roads, the same thing. It has great inflammatory, anti-inflammatory properties specific to the nose and the ears and the throat, which kind of attack, or not attack, but kind of support those organs and tissues and you're still using that black current to help those adrenals direct that immune system as things are progressing. 
Yeah, that's a that's a tried and true um, protocol, moms. And you want to put all three together because there's a synergistic effect. And when a child is showing those first acute symptoms, we like to dose things a little more frequently than we would maybe every two to three hours. And um, giving those three together can help move that fluid through, keep the mucus um, thin, res resolve inflammation, resolve the need for inflammation, right? Yeah. So what generally happens next? Megan, was there something else you were thinking of there? Just continuing to follow those signs and symptoms. So we all know that as a cold, specifically a cold progresses, it kind of goes from the nose to the throat down into the lungs. And so then, you know, after a couple of days, your child starts to develop this cough. And whether the cough is wet or dry, then we're also going to add another GMO in there with continuing the common algae of the dog rose and the black current to still support that ear, nose, and throat area. But now we need to support the lungs in that cough. And um, hornbeam is a great gemo that we use to help us support that lung and that cough and like we mentioned last week lauren's book lays this out beautifully and the different symptoms that you are experiencing or issues whether it's sinus or a wet cough or a dry cough or ear inflammation or eye inflammation and you can look and see what the gemos she recommends to go together like she said that works synergistically um, and then Lauren, can you tell us a little bit about how a mom would know how to dose? Let's say she has a three-year-old and then she has a 10-year-old and then her husband comes down with the flu and, or the, a cold. Right. Some guidelines right. So, for dosage. Yeah, dosage is important. And if we're dealing with little ones under three, we're going to look at like one to three drops per extract. And when children start getting a little older and three to six, we might be looking at three to five drops per extract. Once we get from six to 12, we're gonna regulate that somewhere from six to 12 drops. And then as we get into adolescence and to adult, the dosage is gonna look be something between 12 to 24 drops. A full dosage for an adult is 24 drops. That's a maximum that I recommend. Um, sometimes with sensitive individuals though, even with adults, we need to back that down. And I have many clients that do really well on acute protocols with eight, 12 drops per extract. Is that what you found to, to be true, Megan? Yes, I find in our family, we are sensitive. And I find for our, our son, Callum, who is three, that like Lauren said, about three drops for an acute is great for him. And for my husband and I, we're between I'm a little bit more sensitive than he is. So I'm about five, five to seven, and he's anywhere from five to 10, depending on how severe the symptoms he's experiencing are. Yeah, well, talking about that, Megan, we might want to tell moms what they can look for. Like what would be an aggravation? What would tell me I'm giving too much, right, of an extract? Is there something that you've come to see in your own family? Yes, so uh, typically when we're giving too much of an extract, whether we're dosing too frequently or we're giving too many drops of the extract, we really start to see skin changes around here. Um, and just a skin, a little pop-up that was not there previously and that we've never really had before, or sign. And, and Megan, is, is that true also for acutes, um, where even in acutes you would see a skin reaction Sometimes people 
um, feel, um, get a digestive reaction. They might get loose stools from too much extract. Um, beginning with a lower dosage and working up until you, you find the right balance for your family is really important. Gemotherapy is a very mild yet effective extract that you can be using. And once you determine the dosage for your family members, you can move through these protocols with ease. So Megan was talking about hornbeam and she was talking about um, using hornbeam for coughs. And you would add that to a protocol when something moves down a little bit, I tend to often take dog rose out of the protocol and I might use common alder, black currant, and hornbeam together. Or I might continue with the, if there's a lot of sinus congestion, keep that common alder, black currant, and dog rose together and alternate it with a dose of hornbeam. One of the really cool things about hornbeam is it, it has a dual action of being able to work with the brain center on controlling the cough, but controlling it in the right way, right? Not suppressing it, but making the cough effective. So if there's a lot of thick mucus that needs to be coughed up, that hornbeam helps that communication to be effective so the cough is effective. And then it also is able to quiet those false messages where a cough isn't really needed. And we've all had those experiences where you get that tickle, but there's really nothing to cough. And hornbeam helps make that um, more, that communication from the brain to the bronchi more effective. So we learn something new every day because I didn't know that about the it controlling the brain center. So oh, <laughs> that's awesome. It, yeah, this is cool. I mean, this is the cool thing about gemotherapy is comparatively, it's a new therapy, right? We're talking yes. about 50 or 60 years out here. And the more we use this, the more we see what they're capable of doing. Megan, I want to go back because something sometimes happens with these upper respiratory infections and inflammation before we get to a cough, there are two other symptoms that, directions that inflammation might go, right? Yeah. So one is the ears, right? Yeah. And is there a protocol you found that works well in your house with working with the ears? There is an ear protocol, um, a bunch of, we. My little one has been blessed with not being an ear problem child, which I, I know is a big blessing, but um, several of my friends' children suffer from frequent ear issues, inflammation, ear infections, ear aches, um, and the blueberry dog rose black currant. And you'll start to find in all these protocols that there's a common theme. So we're supporting the adrenals always because they're directors of the immune system. And then we're focusing on two other extracts that target the area where that inflammation is being held to support that tissue and or organ to help, like we said last week, clean, nourish at a cellular level and strengthen that area, not only to resolve this acute issue in inflammation, but also to help to prevent and again, restore immunity for further down the road. Right, and the, the beauty about blueberry in that protocol, and the reason why it's there is blueberry works with um, 
the microcirculation in the head and making it more effective so that inflammation will have a good transportation system out. And that's, that's what we're looking for in, in resolving any of these acute crises is yes, supporting the adrenals so they can get the proper actions going, but then helping that resolve the inflammation. And we need a good transportation system using circulation and lymphatic system. And that's why working with these extracts in combination is so effective. Lauren, I'd love for you to talk a little bit. Um, I know as a mom, and I know as a mom starting something new that's completely different from the way you've ever done things before can be a little daunting. And so you're like, okay, I have my book, I have these extracts, my kid is sick, and I, and I have this power in me, but oh no, I gave too many drops, or oh no, I gave dog and when I should have given horn bean. Um, so if you could just talk a little bit about kind of what you teach in your classes. Megan, that's that's a great question and and um, an interesting topic because I see that often that moms have what they need but then freeze, right? And so, I mean, one of the things I love um, working with moms about is to empower them and to help build their confidence. And the beauty about chemotherapy is it's natural. It's a drainage protocol. And when we're using a dosage that is well-matched to your child or, or teenager that you're working with at home, you're not going to cause any damage. Be and because it's drainage, it, it, you're going to take a dose and, okay, that wasn't exactly the perfect GEMO, but I could use a different one next time. And when we're working with these acute GEMOs, they're all supportive, right? And they may not be the spot on one for that symptom, but they're supporting immunity. And that's, that's really our goal. And I think, Megan, where moms get the, the best information is when they work with themselves and they take themselves through an acute case and they first begin to see the cycle of an acute, which is what we talked about last episode when we talked about fevers and about what will change and then what will improve, like appetite, mood, and, and energy. And when moms can feel this for themselves and which extract supported them, I think they're going to feel so much better when they're working with their children. I agree. And then they'll start to find what work extracts work better for them and for their children and how they can kind of, like you said, gemotherapy is so gentle, but so effective that you can kind of start to move things around a little bit. Okay, well, I need a couple of doses of horn bean, you know, once in the morning and once in the evening. So I'm going to replace that with the dog rose, but keep my common elder dose around noon. Because um, you really start to get a feel for this medicine and these extracts and um, how they support the system and, and when and where they're needed and how much. And I love it when Lauren says, and trust me, I'm a type A personality. So typically there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Um, and that if I've given too many drops or um, the wrong extract, Lauren has always said, there's no mistakes in gemotherapy because it is so gentle and you're not causing any harm or suppressing or going to have an, um, all of these crazy side effects that it's a, it's all information for the body. You learn from it and, and move on. Absolutely, Megan. And, and Megan, I think 
with you know getting over that hump having that first episode with yourself or a partner or a child and seeing them through an acute is super powerful isn't it absolutely and it just fills you with so much um courage and success like we did this and we got through it and um to typically see how much quicker things are resolved because you're working in a way that supports the body instead of suppressing those symptoms. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and to take back that power of caring for the health of your family is huge. And we have um, doctors and nurses that are out there that are very well trained and skilled in there to help us when we can do it ourselves but taking care of these acutes ourselves is right within your reach, right? Absolutely. And so um, cost-effective and time-effective. Um, and again, time-effective not only in you taking the time to go to a provider to sit in the waiting room to have that appointment seen, but time-effective in how much time you're missing from work or your child's missing from school and being able to um, support the body in the way that it was created to, to be worked with. Um, Lauren, another thing that I've learned from you that I love, and I, and I always did this as a child, but I never correlated until taking one of your classes, is can you talk a little bit about um, your books talk about providing warmth to kidneys when we are starting to feel ill and the action behind that, like what the body needs and why it helps, but also how it helps? Yeah. Yeah, Megan, this is, this is really important and, and it's free. Right? 100%. Here, here you go, moms. Here is a free tip for getting well when you're starting to get an acute um, illness. And I, I think this is a great one to try on yourself. So our kidneys are our main filtering system. And when our immune system is at work, what it's trying to do is neutralize and eliminate pathogens, right? So what is it used to eliminate the pathogens? Well, it's going to need the kidneys, that's for sure. And how do we support those kidneys? Well, the kidneys love warmth and they don't like to run around all day. They don't like to have you standing up all day. They like you to be sitting or laying down with warmth on you. And sure, that's not practical all the time, but giving yourself some breaks in time to put that um, warm water bottle on your kidneys and take a half hour pause. Um, it's beautiful. And it just says, hey, kidneys, we're here to support you. You've got a big job to do right now. And I know there's a lot of pathogens we're trying to get out of my body and, and helping it along instead of working against what the body needs. Yeah. And so as a kid, always warm baths always made me feel better when I was sick. I mean, I remember having terrible flus a couple of times and just the only thing that gave me any remote relief was um, a hot bath. And so when I learned that in your class, it was like an eureka moment. Aha, this makes so much sense. And moms, we, it's part of the staple in our household now. When someone gets sick that we're resting, we're getting on the couch with a heating pad or a water bottle or get in the bath for a warm bath. Um, and then to help those kidneys filter out that pathogen that needs to be eliminated, if we're still thirsty, then we're encouraging those great kinds of fluids that we talked about last week. Right? If you're 
pure pressed juices, um, a little bit of fruit if they are hungry, coconut water, breast milk, all of these kinds of things to help the body get the get that pathogen that, that has been neutralized out to the kidneys so the kidneys can excrete it out. Yeah, exactly, Megan. And and it's really simple, isn't it? What what we're doing is we're remembering how we used to take care of our bodies a couple generations back. And and there's been a lot of forgetting that's gone on. But the beauty of gemotherapy is it helps with two kinds of remembering. One is remembering that you can care for your own body. You really can. And then the gemos themselves help our organs remember with the information they deliver, remember how to work. So we've got this remembering in two beautiful ways, which is actually a, a something, a, a process in healing that can't be found in any other direction. True, 100% true. I know in our three-year journey of wanting to find true healing in the way that I feel like it was designed for us as we were designed, um, gemotherapy does all of that. And so gently, I, I can't express that enough as to how gentle but powerful this medicine is. Um, yeah, beautiful. So Megan, let's, let's just recap the, some of the gemos that we covered today, unless there's another pressing question you wanted to make sure we covered. No, I think um, we covered all the questions. I had asked some of my gemo moms what they wanted to ask you and we got all those answered. So let's go back sure. over the gemos. I think that's great um, to again, talk about and um, refresh what we talked about. Yeah, so let's just start. refresh. We, we talked to you about a couple extracts that are really important to have on hand, oak and black currant for that first um, 24 hours. Of, there's some kind of acute brewing, then common alder, dog rose, again, black currant, hornbeam. Those are all a good start to your um, um, home medicinary for gemos. And there are several more that we can add in. Well, also blueberry, right, Megan? So we talked about blueberry for um, ears. And I think those are a good start for you right now. And next week, when we meet again, we'll talk about some further extracts that can be useful for you. So if you're looking for more information, um, I want to direct you to my website. There is a beginner's guide to gemotherapy on that um, website. I also want to direct you to my books I have that are available on Amazon. I have a book on building immunity in children that not only covers um, all the acute issues, but it also covers all the chronic issues as well. And so I'd like to thank you for your time today, for being with us, and I um, hope you can join us next time. Bye-bye.